All right, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Beyond Jiu-Jitsu podcast. Another special episode today, episode number 37. We have with us Fabricio Correa, who is an Alliance Jiu-Jitsu brown belt under Mario Hayes. Mario Hayes, a very famed instructor out of Porto Alegre in Brazil. He is a business owner. He is a husband a father, and he is also the owner of the newly established Alliance Northern Beaches Gym here in Sydney. Fab, my man, what's up? Hey, how are you guys? Hey, huge hey. honor for me. It's a huge honor. It's a huge honor to be joined here. Oh, Bernardo, love him. Bro, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me, guys. Um, man, I want to jump straight in and uh, and talk a little bit about how your gym's actually going. So Alliance Northern Beaches was slated to open months ago, mm. but as most of our listeners would know by now, we went into lockdown. And I think we went into lockdown, what was it, on a Thursday or something? And you were going to have your kind of uh, grand opening little like open mat thing on that Saturday or yeah, something like that, exactly. right? Exactly. So we were planning to open on the 3rd of July. And um, I think it was the... 3rd of July, and then by the 29th, I think, they announced lockdown. And, and how uh, how'd that make you feel, bro? Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful timing. It was, uh, <laughs> it was horrible. Uh, I was pumped. I was waking up every day, 6 a.m., going to the gym, spending time there, and organizing everything for the opening. I had a few training there, um, and then suddenly I just had to shut down it all and just, like, was horrible. I just went down. I stopped posting on Instagram, and it was yeah. just like so demotivating. But um, I think in hindsight, though, like you and I spoke a little bit about it. Uh, that you know, looking back on it, it if there was going to be a lockdown, I mean, it was better that it did happen before you opened, opposed to it would have been rather awkward as a as a brand new business starting up. Even though obviously Alliance is an established brand, the Gym Alliance Northern Beach is a brand new gym, so from a business point of view, it was far better that it happened how it did opposed to you opening and being open for like a week, two weeks, and then having lockdown. That would have sucked. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought um, at the first stage. Um, I just thought it's better that I um, that I didn't open. Otherwise, yeah. I would have to cancel memberships, you know, and yeah, yeah. to keep the momentum. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because uh, when you open a gym, it's just about momentum. Mm. Um, and then end up being better. So... As another lesson of jujitsu, you know, you have to wait and um, good things will happen after a rainy day. <laughs> well, it actually <laughs> so as true. well, like, uh, was, I, again, you and I speak pretty frequently because we have known each other for a while now before you opened the gym. Uh, but I remember you kind of, you got a little bit lucky in the sense that there was a, a I don't know the specifics, but there was a gym nearby your gym that unfortunately for them it's you know they yeah. fully closed down more or less went out of business during this lockdown which is sad it's always unfortunate to see less jujitsu gyms around because we want to see the growth of the sport but in your case you were kind of there to just like pick up the those students who were to, to some degree left without anywhere to train right well, it's yes. perfect for them as well yeah because now they've got um, a better gym to train yeah, at yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was actually pure luck, I would say. Um, as you know, my gym is close to a Stockland Mall. So yep. That is a mall at the back. 
and uh, car park. Nice. So I actually, I actually had a friend that works with signage. So he offered me, he said, hey, guys, do you want to, even though we're in lockdown, do you want to put your signs up mm. and um, we won't charge you until you open your gym? Oh, that's awesome. I was like, cool, let's do it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> suddenly they closed down, the other gym closed down as soon as I put the sign <laughs> signs <laughs> up. And one of the guys ran into the car park and saw the signs. And then he contacted me. Nice. Yeah, right. So that you know, was everything worked in perfect timing. Nice. <laughs> you know? I actually got as well um, quite a lot of inquiries for your gym <laughs> who came through me. And I think that, I mean, my, I hate to admit it, but no, I don't have to admit it. I know nothing about it, but I need to invest more time and resources into having a better SEO for my my website and business. But I mean, just the fact that it's been around for longer than than Alliance Northern Beaches, I guess pe- people saw it and they perhaps just Googled like Alliance Jiu-Jitsu Sydney or whatever, and yeah. it came to me. So I had quite a few people that even got as far as like booking trials. And then they were like, yeah, cool. So this is the address, right? And I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. And then I'd have to like forward, forward them on to you. So I got quite a few people who like- And then you got disappointed. No, no, well, <laughs> not really. I mean, Fab gives me a kickback, so it's all good. But, no. <laughs> but um, so from what I've seen, unfortunately, I haven't been able to make it over to your gym yet because, man, it's like, as you would already know, as you would already know now as, as having the gym open, you always run into like other friends that you have who have gyms or- you know, other black belts that you have good relationships with who train somewhere else. And you're like, yeah, man, sick. I'll come train one day. But when you run the gym or you're the head instructor, mm. dude, like you don't have time because you're always at the gym teaching. And when you would want to go and train with them, like let's say whatever, like, you know, maybe Monday nights, your your busiest night, that's when you train. Well, mm. man, I can't come Monday night. I teach Monday night. Yeah. You know, so I haven't been over to to, to visit the gym. Because your timetables would be very similar. Very similar, right? Yeah. I mean, just the nature of most exercising yeah. activities happen before work, lunchtime, after work. Yeah, 100%. But from what I've seen on Instagram, it's- um, Beautiful facility. Definitely, yeah, yeah, the gym looks really nice. Yeah. But in terms of the numbers, you are really good, really good on their own, but, you know, exceptionally good for a brand new gym having yeah. opened up. And, yeah. um, and I, I think I'm coming over soon, right? In December, I'm going to come so, over. Yeah. And- uh, I can't wait to see it in person. Yeah, no, it's being good. Um, great vibe as well. Everyone that came is like, it's a it's a dream team. <laughs> it's what I dreamed. Um, having a good vibe, you know, good people training together, build a community. So I had like 10 students before opening. And um, yeah, now it's, it's just everyone joined together and really, because it's a new gym, um, everyone's like part of it. They yeah, really, they really, really feel part, part of it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's beautiful. So, yeah. so Adam, Adam said in the in the intro there that you guys have known each other for a little while now. But I've only known you for a few months when you you came in when you were like starting to to uh, just before opening your gym, you were training with us, which was great. So, just just for our audience and for for myself, what has your jujitsu journey been like up until now? So, you're you're a senior brown belt. You've been training for for how long? Just talk us through. Your jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Is this the time we let Kira know that you got your blue belt online? 
I don't know if you we, it came up on oh, an episode no. from previously and like Kieran went on a massive rant yeah. about Typical. fucking blue belts online as bullshit. I'm just jealous just jealous white, white belt. belt. That's it. Talking about that one episode before you guys got a black belt from Absolute MMA, you know, and, and then I came here. I was like, oh. Gosh. Yeah, you got <laughs> standards to meet, Fab. I can't yeah. keep up, man. <laughs> no, yeah. So even um, for me, actually, like, yeah, I don't know your 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 history yeah. of. I've only known you when you've been living. Not the whole time you've been living in Australia. You've been here. Uh, you said two thousand and twelve. Two thousand twelve. So like years, al- yeah. almost a decade, right? That you've nice. been over here, but. Uh, I mean, when I say we've known each other for a while, what, like two years or two, you, two and a half years? Or, since I opened, right? So yeah. like three years. Yeah, yeah probably I when I first I opened, yeah, you reached out because you were already um, connected to Alliance from Brazil. But I, yeah. yeah, me as well. I don't I don't know like cool. the full story. So yeah. tell us about yeah, how you it. started jiu-jitsu back in Brazil, what it's like, what it was like training there compared yeah. to training here. Cool. So talk about, um, you know, my journey first. Yeah. Uh, basically, I started in 2010 uh, training at Mario. I used to do boxing before. Um, then after boxing, I was looking for something else um, to complement. A little bit more intimate. Something uh, a little, little bit more <laughs> hugging. <laughs> <laughs> and um, found jiu-jitsu. was actually Mario's gym was like a, uh, just one block away from my work. And I had a few friends that... Was it... Did- you didn't do box like was Mario's gym a gym that had boxing as well or that was separate? You had, but was separate. Okay. <clears throat> I used to train boxing at another gym and then I came to Mario, started my jiu-jitsu in 2010, um, training with him, train every day, Monday to Sunday, <laughs> three times a day. <laughs> and, and was he Just already Alliance then? Because originally, for those who don't know, Mario Hayes was originally a Gracie Baja. Yeah. But uh, was he Alliance then? He turned into Alliance in 2011, I guess. Right, right. Yeah. So, so more or less similar time. Was, yeah, similar time. Um, so I got the whole transition to Alliance. And yeah, I was lucky enough to get Mario competing. So I watched a lot of his fights. We awesome. went to Sao Paulo to compete a few times. Um, so it was, was really good, you know, like his last fight. So I was there. Um, and then... By the end of 2011, I had the gradings on December and I didn't get my blue belt. He <laughs> said uh, I had two years, or not one year, yeah, one and a half years white belt, four stripes. He said, um, those guys, they are here. They deserve the belt, but they, I will hold them up to fight the worlds next year. So I was really excited. I was like, wow, I have a potential. Mm. Um, I'm going to fight the worlds. And I was already like almost giving up my job to start physical education and, you know, devote my life to jiu-jitsu. And then... Which for those who don't know, it's not that easy to do in Brazil because, you know, uh, there's a culture in Brazil where you kind of really have to go to university. It's not like Australia where you can have a more or less a very comfortable life working at Woolworths at a supermarket, right, doing... Or just being a, a a customer service at a phone company or something. Yeah. You can have a fine life here, but in Brazil, that's not the case. Nah. It's very the culture is very. You have to go to university because without a degree, you you know you essentially are kind of relegated to more or less living in a favela. It's really hard. Because if wow. you if you work in a supermarket in Brazil, you do your 30, 40 hours a week in Brazil. 
you're more or less living in a favela, right, Ferb? Let's put it and this way. To get a rental is like two and a half grand a month. But uh, minimum salary, which is if you work on the supermarket, is like fifteen hundred dollars a month. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. It's never like, afford it. It's not possible. <laughs> you can't have yeah. a car. So, you can't do anything. Wow. So to say to your parents, like <laughs> you, you want to like you know give up your job or your studies or whatever to pursue jujitsu, which even to today, I mean, it's obviously much more lucrative now, but it's still like you kind of really only have those two avenues, hit massive competition success or open a gym. They're the mm. only really two ways to make money in jiu-jitsu mm. and then even less so back then. So, I mean, that's quite a hard thing to, well, as yeah. a Brazilian, to say to your parents or whoever. And that. I used to work with my dad, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fab, you're late. Where were you? Uh. So, um. Yeah, so I was thinking, oh, I, I really want to do this of my life, you know. And I, back then I used to work with my dad and we work with exportation. So he said, I had a best, my best friend was coming to Australia. And I said, oh, I'll, I'll take my Lorenzo, my friend, to, to the airport. Said, How oh, old were you at this stage, fam? 21, no, yep. 22, 23. Yep, right. And then um, he said, oh, where is Lorenzo going? I said, oh, he's going to Australia. And my dad, oh, do you want to go too? And I'm like, oh, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> now I have to choose between both of my two dreams, you know. Yeah. Your dad's like, I've got a shipping container I can fit you in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, I, can't, I can't refuse that, you know, yeah, wow. I have to go. Was and, that uh, something you had, uh, was it something in your mind anyway that you'd like to visit Australia or go since, to Australia one day? Since a kid. Wow. Since a kid, I wanted to come to Australia. Another I very like common it. cultural thing for Brazilians, like we really? there's even a, a a saying in Brazil, right? That they yeah. say that they say um, essentially they say, or oh, the translation would be, Australia is the Brazil that worked out. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's yeah. What, that's what they, that's kind of a joke that they say. So well, it's, yeah. hence why there's a lot of Brazilians in Brazil, here. Right. What happened is um, when you finish high school, you either go straight to uni. Most people they go away for a while. So they either go to California or they go, this is usually where there are beaches and surf. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah. either California and then uh, well, Australia. Nice. Because visas got so hard in California, people start coming to Australia more and more. Mm. So my first dream was going to California to stay a while as my three older brothers did. <laughs> but then yeah, I right. I didn't know that. To, yeah, yeah. But then I ended up uh, coming to Australia. Yeah. Nice. And then, so you you came over. Did you get your blue belt pre coming to Australia, or well, so I what ended up happening? I, so I came as a white belt and um, stayed here for a year, and then went back in beginning of 2013. So I lived here for 2012, went back. Just on like the typical sort of learning English student visa sort of learning thing. Learning English, yeah. I was like had enough doing removals every day. Can't train, can't mm. do much, you know. Mm have everything in Brazil, Why, what am I doing here? I don't have yep. a visa, you know, mm. I'll just go back. Um, then I went back, three months later, I was like, you know what? I prefer doing <laughs> removals in Australia <laughs> than being here in the office in Brazil. Yeah. Um, but I still stayed there for the whole, almost whole 2013. And then did you go back to training at that training stage? Training again, yeah. nonstop. Um, and then by 2013, I was so like, into jiu-jitsu, like training every single day. There was a white belt. And in Brazil, you have like the old school guys. Mario had like, I don't know, 20 black belts back then already. Wow. 
And um, I was already part of like old school guys, you know? Yeah. Because I was at the gym every day, all the mm. time. And we had a bunch of guys on White Bell, like uh, Fabio Kamikaze. You know Fabio Kamikaze? I feel like I should, but I don't. You should, yeah. <laughs> 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 he, um, he's, Hi, guys. Uh, bye. I'm at bye. <laughs> <laughs> he's a world champion. Um, I think he was world champion almost every belt. Yeah, right. Yeah. He has a famous fight with Devon Johnson. Oh, yeah. That... Mate, I probably know his face. Keep talking. I'm going to Google yeah. him. I probably know his face. Fabio Kamikaze is actually teaching at um, Alliance Boston at the moment. Um, oh, there you go. Out of Bernardo's gym. Like Bernard Not Bernardo's. Because uh, there's this. Um, he's, yeah. What's his name? Oh, my God. It's, uh, yeah, the Alliance in Boston. Oh, man. I know. Because I so used. It's not Boston. It's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Farmingham or Farmingham, something. Yeah, yeah. But the. I think it's still in the state of Massachusetts yeah. is where Boston is, right? Yeah, My yeah, U.S. geography is He is actually doing wrestling at um, in, in Boston, so it's not that far away. Um, the Yeah, anyway, so I've forgotten the name of the guy who opened that gym. But this uh, Fabio Kamikaze, he's not the owner, right? He no, just no, teaches no, no. there. He just yeah. moved there like yeah. a couple months ago. Right, so you're in with the, you're in with so the old school boys. Old school boy. Fabio started training that same year or 2012. Um same as with Nicolas Merigali. He was a blue belt. Never heard of him. <laughs> yeah, no. I thought so. I thought so. <laughs> he was a blue belt. He used to train at a countryside town. And then he moved to Mario's gym in 2013 as well when wow. I was there. Um, so trained a bit with him. Um, yeah, lots of good guys came from that, that era. Yeah, wow. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, so then in 2013, end of 2013, I moved back to Australia, Blue Belt. Um, and then my journey was basically here in Australia. Uh, I trained in different gyms here. I'm not going to say names. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> if you know, you know. Yeah. But, um, since then, I've been, you know, looking after myself in my journey. I think the more you look for jujitsu, the more you go to seminars, you know, different gyms, different black belts. Every time I travel overseas, I go to different gyms to get as much knowledge as possible, you know? Yeah. And even though you, you're you on the north side of Sydney, for, for people who don't know Sydney that well, quite a ways away from from my gym, mm. you would you would come over and train, you know, whenever you could. And I know, yeah, at the time you uh, ran a very successful removalist company. So uh, I remember you saying you would like, whenever there was a job, like a removalist job in the area of, of my gym, you would be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take that one. So you like <laughs> come train and, and you obviously Perfect. stayed super connected to Mario as well. Cause when we first met your purple belt yeah. and, um, but you stayed super connected to Mario cause thankfully, uh, you know, the internet and all that allows yeah. us to the fact that you were living here, you would still be able to communicate with Mario and keep that bond. So whenever you would yeah. visit home, you, you were still like one of his students. Yeah, hundred percent. So when I left, uh, I always said that Mario, my gym there in Brazil, it's my home, it's my second home, you know, and, um, Mario is my good friend. Marigal is my good friend. All the guys there, they, we are a family, you know, yeah. and you'd never forget family, you know? We can be away from each other, but every time I go back to Brazil, um, you know, if Mario's at the beach, I go to his house, we train there. Um, so it's it's normal, normal relationship with friends. Um, I'm going to the worlds now to watch the worlds and I'm going to stay there with them. So it's just, um, yeah, just friendship and brotherhood. Yeah, yeah. nice. And what, um, so now as, 
as a brown belt, you've opened your gym and is what we had previously spoken about, I won't mention it in case it's not still in the works, but uh, in terms of a certain someone coming over to teach and everything, yeah, is yeah. that still all happening? That's still happening. So I'm bringing a person from Mara's gym and I'm not saying I'm going to say names because they can dob. Um, be surprised yeah yeah so really high level jujitsu guy it's coming to be my partner there i'm gonna be doing something cool together yeah so i mean yeah without saying names to to put perspective into the caliber of the guy that fabricio is bringing over to essentially be the head instructor right at um at your gym when i told fabio my coach about it he was like no shit. He was like, holy crap, man, that, that dude is no joke. He, you know, he's essentially the head, you know, one of the main guys at Mario's gym. Right. And he's no joke. He's so legit that I'm, you know, I'm pretty close to just closing my gym <laughs> to just go train at yours. You know, he's gonna, unfortunately I've been living this lie and people are going to then like go train at your gym and be like, Oh, this is a real jujitsu instructor, <laughs> and everyone's you, gonna, everyone's gonna leave me. Are you implying you're gonna end up on one of those websites like fake black belt? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, fake black Have you belt. You seen exposed, those fam? Yeah. Like those? There's this one in particular. There's this guy in America uh, who's who's completely a fake black belt, and even as a white belt, you watch his technique, like his armbar it's technique. So bad, it's, yeah, it's it's not correct at all. It's yeah. not even close. Automobile Mac Dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mac Dojo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are your, you know, talking about the future for your gym? I'm really excited for you to have this person come over because, you know, even though I own a gym and I'm an instructor, you're forever a student of jujitsu, and I mean, yeah. I learn from other black belts. I learn from other white belts, right? You can always yeah. You all, learn from me all the time, all, all always, the time, bro. I'm like, you, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. Uh, yeah, you can always learn, right? So uh, our gyms are yeah, they're not at all uh, rivals, right? I mean, we're part of the same team. We're also geographically quite far apart, but still close enough that we can always have a relationship between our gyms and um, have seminars together, and I can come to your yeah. gym or have this instructor come to mine and learn from each other and get my ass kicked by him. This is one of those guys that, yeah, the, the story goes that he's had competition success and everything, but has not been one of those people that's like, they're an eight time world champion, but he's at the same time, one of those dudes who, and I've trained with heaps of these people that, um, that maybe have not, acquired all those titles but in the gym they beat the shit out of all those dudes who have won all the titles yeah you know those a great example a great example is yeah. this two people right that i used to train with one called alex monsalvi and another called um batista and both these guys had really had good competition success but never became black belt world champions but man you know people of you know in their era the equivalent of like Bushesha would come into the gym or Marigali would come into the gym. And in training, Alex and Batista would just beat the shit out of these guys. It's but, crazy. you know, obviously competition, there's a lot more to it than just being good at, you know, actual jujitsu. There's mm -hmm. the, the mental side of competition. And so I'm looking forward to having this person come over and, and the, the team growing in Sydney. Like what are your sort of goals and aspirations for, for your gym and for Alliance? And, and, and now that you've got a foot in the jujitsu industry as a, a, you know, from a business point of view, 
what do you want to see Alliance Northern Beaches, yep. you know, go on to do? Firstly, I think um, it doesn't matter as much of titles um, when you are when you have a gym or when you are instructor. I think what matters the most is are you interested in giving 110% to your students? I think that's the main thing. I'm a brown belt, but I give 110% to my students. I pass all the knowledge I know to them. I thought you were about to say, I pass all their guards. Yeah, like, I don't fuck around, bro. Like I give 110% to <laughs> all my students. In every single role. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I want them to learn. And a lot of guys have lots of titles. They are amazing on they want, but they teach for themselves. Yeah. You know, they yeah. teach to show they are the best. Yeah. And that's not the point. And I think you shouldn't appreciate much more um, what you're giving to them, you know, and building a nice community. So it's much more like than just being a good black belt, you know? Yeah. And yeah, 100%. Adam, you know, I had a very good compliment from one of your ex-students, Barton. You said, oh, yeah. man. Did you ever meet uh, Barton? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. so Barton is, is ages ago moved over to that side, which is why he doesn't train with us anymore. He, mm. uh, I've he, seen him on your Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So now Barton, I'm super. he essentially had kind of stopped training just because of logistically. He lives right near your gym, yeah. right? Like yeah, super close. Perfect. It's just a, way too far for him to come here. Yeah. So he had kind of stopped training. And I remember when you first posted that you were opening, like back before lockdown, he essentially instantly messaged me and he was like, Dude, this is like right next to my house. And I'm like so stoked he's That's back so to cool. training. Yeah, it's so good, man. Anyway, yeah, go on. Compliment. But, <laughs> well, he gave me a really good compliment. He said, man, Alliance give you like a, a way to teach because you teach so similar to Adam. Ah, that's ah, awesome. What go. a compliment, yeah. hey? Yeah. So, because uh, it is, that's, that's a, I mean, that's an interesting thing because sometimes it's, and we've, We've spoken about this in previous episodes when we've talked about what makes a good instructor. And of course, yeah, it's knowledge and all this stuff. But, uh, you know, I try to teach the way I learned, which was obviously from Fabio. And you probably try to teach the way you learned from Mario, which even though Mario was already a black belt before becoming Alliance, he spent a lot of time with Fabio. And it's not even necessarily the technique you're teaching, but it's the way you teach it. You know, there's a certain way you teach beginners. There's a certain way you explain certain techniques, right? So, uh, you know, it's not even necessarily, man, you know, oh, Fabricio and Adam both teach this same technique. No, it's not about that, right? Because you probably do an armbar from closed guard different to how I do it because there's a million different ways to do it. But it's just the way that you teach it to certain levels of people and understanding why you teach it that certain way. Yeah. yeah. You know, opposed to like the Gracie Baja methodology, which I don't want to rag on Gracie Baja, but it's a bit more like, you know, word for word. It's literally exactly the same. Mm. You know, it, it is, they get the, the flack like they get called the McDonald's of jiu-jitsu because you get a Big Mac here, it's the same as a Big Mac in, you know, Germany or something. Whereas, you know, the Alliance is more just about like, you know, the way you teach and why you teach it they that way. Guide, opposed to what you, don't you have teach. To follow it, you know, like they give you a guide and if you want to look at the guide and be like, okay, cool, you know, and do, do as you want, mm. you do as you want. You, know? you can implement your own personality. Yeah. Which is, is huge, you know? But, uh, but now i got a compliment for you. So after Barton first came and did the class with you, 
Uh, Barton is someone who who loves – he's a purple belt, right? And he loves to train – like he likes to train hard, even though he doesn't necessarily train that often, not because he doesn't want to, but he also runs his own business and he's just a busy person, right? Mm. Uh, but he loves like hard training. You know, he's the sort of person that's like offended if you don't sort of like beat the crap out of him as, as, a, as a higher belt, right? Like if, for example, he's good friends with Joey as well and – you know, if Joey and I didn't roll hard, like he wanted to get smashed. He was one of those people who was like, yeah. enjoyed it. And he did the first trial with you. And obviously as a, this is also a difference between when you own a gym and when you're just like someone who trains there. So when you own a gym and someone comes in and they're doing the trial, let's say in this case, Barton came in and you're looking at him going, okay, this new purple belt, you don't know if like how are you supposed to know he's a purple belt who wants to get the crap beaten out of him and even if you asked him he's not going to say that yeah. so whereas if you were just a brown belt who trained there you'd probably just be like yeah man i'm going to make sure this dude isn't on my level because like i'm a brown belt right <laughs> yeah. a little bit of yeah. ego comes into it but as the owner you're obviously a little bit more like oh, i want to look after him make sure he has a fun time i don't want him to get injured and so you rolled with him how I would have rolled with a, a random purple belt coming into my gym. But then afterwards, Barton called me being like, yeah, man, I went to Fabrizio's gym. It was awesome. He was like, he was like, oh, but I don't know. I might have to come visit you and Joey because he didn't quite smash me hard enough. And then I called Fabrizio. Oh. And I, no, but not as, not as, yeah. <laughs> not as in calling you out, but you know. No, like, it's a bad call outside. <laughs> and I've rolled with Fabrizio plenty of times. I know. You can put the smash on. And then so I called you and I was like, I was like, yeah, Barton came. I was like, dude, yeah, he's someone, you know, the the lighter you roll with him, the more likely you are to lose him as a student. Yeah. And then like next next class that Barton showed up, you were like, yeah, I put the smash on. Nice. <laughs> nice. And then I finished the row and said, yeah, Adam asked me to look after you. Yeah. Was, oh man, I knew it. <laughs> In a daze. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of do that with like new um, blue belts. When if if like some random blue belt I don't know um, comes in. Um, generally speaking, I, I don't. You know, when you're rolling with someone for the first time, a lot of the time you feel them out a bit, see where they're at, rah rah rah. With new blue belts, I just go. Like turn it on, just switch it. Like, yep, let's go. Boom. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, even I think even someone who does jujitsu just as a hobby, anyone who continues to train jujitsu has some level of competitiveness oh, in yeah. them. Oh, yeah. And the fact there's a ranking system, you by default, like if you're a white belt who has been a white belt for a while or you're feeling like you are you must be close to your blue belt or whatever it is, of course you're going to want to be able to perform against a blue belt. Yeah. And the same as when you're a blue belt and some white belt comes in, you don't want to get smashed by the white belt, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, I think it's just the nature it's, of... It's funny because my belt at the moment, I don't have any stripes You don't on my have belt. any stripes. Because you wash your belt, yeah, right? because I wash my belt. Because oh, you're, oh, you're not gross. Right? Mm -hmm. So my, my stripes <laughs> are just washed off. So on my belt, I don't... Like you can see where they were, but I don't Only have any. Only if you look closely. Yeah, 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 but I don't have any. So whenever a new white belt you're comes disguised. in... Yeah, I'm full like sandbag <laughs> undercover. <laughs> you can, it's funny when like the the newer white belts, maybe they have one or two stripes from another gym or whatever. This has only happened a couple of times, but then we'll start rolling and they'll be like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a new guy. What I, what I always say, you get a white belt for stripes, you never know what can come from it. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You can be a guy from Brazil doing berry bowls on white uh, belt. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
You, you can never know. <laughs> J, JT came into like, who we had on the podcast, who was our first guest on the podcast a few episodes back, episode 29, 29 I yeah. think. He came and visited a gym of mine ages ago and he had forgotten his belt. And I can't remember if at the time, he was either a brown or already black belt at the time. I can't remember. But anyway, brown or black belt. But he had forgotten his belt and there was no other belt to give him except a white belt. Oh. And so he put it on and then obviously like these other blue belts, it wasn't like that intentional, you know, clickbait YouTube oh, video. The undercover. Yeah, undercover. Yeah. You know, it was just, man, he didn't have another belt, right? And, you know, you're hardly going to make an announcement at the start of class. Hey guys, everyone, he's actually a, but he forgot his, yeah, no, yeah. right? He just did the class. Yeah. And then so he'd have roles with people and you could see the look on their face. Like, like the oh my God. And he'd be like, no, 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 I'm, I'm a brown belt or I'm a black belt. Yeah. I just forgot my belt. Yeah. No, and they're like, oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. So anyway, going, going back. Yeah. So what do you want to see for, you know, what do you want Alliance or Alliance Northern Beaches uh, to become over the next, you know, I don't want to put you on the spot with the, what's your five-year plan? But, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what, what, anyway. obviously <laughs> we, we didn't mention it, but you had a very successful removalist business, yep. uh, which you sold uh, to kind of, you always wanted to, were more interested in jujitsu than removalist, but you had a successful business. Yep. You could have kept that and just, you know, you and your family had a, a good life with that business, but you decided to sell it and open a gym. So obviously you've put some thought into what you want uh, over the next X amount of years. Yeah. You, you're a dad as well. So you've got uh, two kids, right? Two Sorry, kids, Fab. Yeah. yeah, little Luca, who I've already Camilla. seen. In, and, and Camilla, but Luca's the one who I see training, yeah, right? Because he's yeah. four. four. Luca's on your Instagram? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's weapon the one. Shane, yeah. yeah, weapon. Yeah. <laughs> Already doing big takedowns and shit. Yeah, Double yeah, yeah. Takedowns, you know, uh, handstands. Yeah, wow. Man. So what are you, What what's the future hold? Um, the future for me, um, I don't have like big plans. Um, I enjoy the lifestyle of jiu-jitsu. Um, having a gym is a dream, you know. I know blue belts can dream. So <laughs> uh, since I'm a blue belt, I I. Since I'm a white belt, actually, as I wanted to leave off jiu-jitsu, you know, back in Brazil, before coming to Australia, this was my dream, leave yep. off jiu-jitsu so I can train every day, you know. And um, the reason to open my gym is much more um, than financial decision. It's to create my kids around this environment, you know, and, and help people to, to be the best potential as well. So that's what I want to create. I want to create a, a gym that I couldn't find here. You know, I went to so many gyms training here in Australia and with like a poor mentality of jujitsu or, you know, like you said, like some gyms like, oh, you can't train in another gym. You can't do this. You can't do that. Man, my door is open to everybody. You know, I just want to create a good community and, and that's it. And give opportunity to guys like the guy that's coming, yeah. Mario. Um, he lived at the gym for like five or seven years. To achieve his goals, he lived for jujitsu. He devoted his whole life for jujitsu. Didn't make any money, so I want to give these guys the opportunity to live in a really nice place and you know have their dream come through as well through jujitsu. And and that's it, man. Because um, yeah, it's more than about money, right? You know, much and, more. Uh, yeah. This this mentality of you know the door being open for everyone and whatever. I mean, it's it's changing. But at the moment in Sydney, man, there is a handful of gyms, like your gym, my gym. And that's uh, it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> There's not many gyms in Sydney that have that open mentality because in Sydney, 
there's still a bit of a a semi-monopoly of the gyms that are run slash owned by kind of those old school Brazilian guys who first came over yeah, and they have that whole like crionchi trader mentality yeah. and they don't let you, you know, like I've had people come in for open mats at my gym from, uh, from other gyms and they've said like, oh, can you make sure I don't like show up in any photos? Cause if my coach sees it, he'll kick me out of the gym. Wow. You know, like, wow. so yeah. it's obviously changing that mentality and, and gyms like yours and mine who have this, you know, open door policy so to speak it's then going to breed younger generations who 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 follow that sort of um who have that mentality but as a brazilian you can say what i'm about to ask you to say i can't say it but you know uh so what is it you say as a brazilian you've told me advice about going into business with other brazilians what did you say yeah like you know would you advise someone to go into business with like a Brazilian. It really depends on the Brazilian man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Political. I like it. You know, it really depends. It's it's a hard one. Mm. So this, I had a I, I had a question for the both of you here as a rare opportunity. Now I know and this sort of piggybacks on what you were saying about there's different vibes in jiu-jitsu, different sort of ways to run your own gym and the community. And this is something that I'm learning through osmosis through other people. Now I understand that a lot of jiu-jitsu gyms do take the the Gracie Baja approach or just like a very strict approach where like, you know, white belts can't actually roll with any other um, higher belts or, you know, everything's very structured and maybe there is no rolling until you get to blue belt and things like that. And everything's, you know, very, very strict and harsh. Where does your, because you both have very similar styles, where does that approach come from? Is it an alliance thing or is it something that you've both organically developed what do you mean exactly like the as in the, 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 the so the teaching like methodology the teaching methodology approach. how like you know white belts can roll with whatever the not, not like to say relaxed is is probably painting the wrong picture but more um not even informal i think you put our personality and the way yeah. we learn uh fabio gurgel doesn't follow he followed the methodology but he doesn't follow a strict he teaches what he knows. Right. And what he studied. Which for. is everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And he tried everything. And right. so he knows what's best. Right. Right. Um, if you do a strict book, you know, um, that's made for keep the, the standard and not to put your own. You can put any black belt there to teach because they will follow the standard, you know. Right. But what's the point to have Adam, a black belt from Fabio Gurgel, if he's going to follow a structured book. Mm. Yeah. There's no difference. Would right. you like an analogy to help? I would love an analogy. All right. Analogy I'll give you an analogy, right? I don't know. Analogies. Yeah. I, always, I give analogies. <laughs> and some of them are really bro. funny. Some, yeah. <laughs> but this, I, I think this is like the perfect example, right? I literally think this is the perfect analogy of the approach to, um, you know, yeah, having like a guide, but not like step by step is. I think it's pretty well known in like the chefing or cooking industry that, you know, if you're a head chef at a restaurant, let's say it's an Italian restaurant, like, yeah, you obviously have to follow the guide as in it's a freaking Italian restaurant. You can't put tacos on the menu, right? But as the head chef, like you're allowed to put your spin on the or you write the menu or whatever. So you're 
you know, you're free to move inside that framework. Within the scope of Yeah, the whereas yeah. if it's, yeah, okay, let's not say McDonald's, but, you know, like it's just maybe restaurant. still a nicer restaurant, but it's a, a, a bit of a chain-ish, like they've got multiple ones. Like you kind of, you could be the head chef, but you're having to follow the recipe as is. Mm. Whereas a head chef at a, at a proper restaurant yeah, they have to work in that framework. It's an Italian restaurant, so you've got to make Italian food, but you can put your own sort of spin on it, right? You, and, and you see that when head chefs aren't allowed to do that because the owner of the restaurant doesn't let them. Mm. It's like heaps of conflict and head chefs, like, they hate that, man. Mm. You know, you speak to – and we'll have – in a future episode, we're going to have Dave O'Brien on our podcast, who could, um, which will be a really – great guest because who he's is a head chef who, who is yeah, <laughs> yeah. He owns a runs a very successful catering company he's a chef he's uh you know one of my purple belts and started training jujitsu in sydney when it first started growing here but yeah like i mean he'll tell you chefs who are not allowed to create and express themselves through their food which is what they do mm. man hate it and i think that's that's the same right you 100%. know you want to give that framework, but you want to go, well, this is this instructor. He has his own style, his own emotional connection to jujitsu and he wants to put his own flair on it. Cause yeah, the closed guard armbar, there's so many different ways to do one. And there are details and with food and with, with cooking and with jujitsu, the beauty is on the details. Yeah. So if you don't know the details and you don't know the frames, you don't know the, the leverage and you just use your strength to do the position, mm. then you don't know anything. Um, if you learn, like, I got a really good base from Mario's gym because it was all about doing the right position with your body, you know, move your hips. And so I can, I have the, the <coughs> strong base that I can look a position on YouTube and I understand how it's done because I know how to move with jujitsu with the little details that I learned back on white belt. Mm. Fab, know? have you found that your jujitsu is improving more rapidly now that you are the head coach of your gym? Um, I've been teaching jiu-jitsu for the last four years now. Yeah, right. So I was teaching another gym twice a week. Right. And I find that my jiu-jitsu improved a lot when I started teaching. Right. Um, the reason is because I got positions that I learned on white, blue belt, or that I learned, let's say I go to a sem Bushesha seminar tomorrow. Uh, on the next day, I'll be teaching that position. Oh, wow. Because then I memorize yeah. you heard it here first guys you get better by teaching so listen up white belts open a gym start <laughs> start teaching uh, you will yeah, improve this rapidly. advice does not apply to white belts it's, uh, well yes and no because you can always you know get a partner and be like you know let me show you what i learned on my set on the seminar yeah, yeah but then i'll sense. just hang on i'll just give a little like disclaimer with that there is also the whole like meme of like white belts teaching white belts that you're like yeah. oh no yeah. face palm yeah. don't do that <laughs> I, get, I get real nervous when i see two white belts rolling or whatever and i can see one you know and i want to yell something out like oh do this do that and i'm like oh no. <laughs> you don't want to get, get caught nervous that they hurt themselves yeah yeah the other day i didn't roll during the rolls and I was just watching and I regret it. I prefer not watch, man. Yeah, something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's ugly. <laughs> but I think. Don't watch me roll, fam. <laughs> <laughs> when you were asking about the whole, you know, some gyms who have a, oh, white belts can't roll or yeah. they can only partner What's with other that? white belts What's and stuff that? like that. I mean, essentially, it's a safety thing because new people hurt themselves. That's not like an experienced person is going right. to hurt them. Ha 
I don't think you can really fault gyms that do it because I believe it's just the nature of a gym growing. Like the bigger your gym gets or the bigger your company gets, the more just kind of, you know, rules yep. and and lines in the sand that you have to put because I I you're not butt hurt over it. I just I just get I just get frustrated, right? Like, no, but like, man, like you I know, get it. Yeah, you got to look at the the other side of it. You know, yeah. let's say you have an empire of jujitsu gyms, mm. and you know you're looking at all your data and you're going, oh man, you know we're having look at the amount of white belts who are canceling their contracts because they got injured in their you know, first, in their like first weeks two or weeks yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. And then, or like, okay, and then we're dealing with this lawsuit because this dude's suing us because of whatever injury. Mm. And, you know, like, and obviously you get to a size that if you're this head dude of this empire, you don't, you're not physically in their meet, you know, it's just mm. a receptionist who's having to deal with these people. And mm. I think that's the same with when people want to cancel contracts and get out of contracts. Like if you were canceling a fitness first or an anytime fitness, which is just like a chain of, uh, you know, regular workout gyms here in Australia, man, you're just dealing with a receptionist. You're not dealing with the owner of anytime fitness. Mm. Whereas when you're still in the position that Fab and I are in where, you know, our businesses are smaller when it comes to those sort of things, like I don't, the Alliance methodology doesn't allow uh, white belts to roll until they've got two stripes, right? Right. Yeah. But you got to remember Fabio's gym alone, his one gym has 500 students and wow. he has something like 12 different instructors, you know, whereas my gym isn't like that. So that brand new student, like I'm physically there, like I teach there's only two classes a week in my gym that I don't teach, mm. right? So I'm always there, you know, and some students I won't let roll because I can tell like straight up, I'm like, man, this dude's going to hurt himself. Yeah. Like this guy can't even do a forward roll without breaking his neck. Mm. You know, when other students come in and you're like, man, this dude's super coordinated. Like this guy's, you can tell he's spent months wrestling with his like, you know, friends or his siblings or whatever. This dude already moves and acts like he's a, whatever belt, yeah, you know, and sense. so I can make that the same with people canceling contracts or when you're a small business, you get, you get to work with the owner directly. Right. Mm. But when, when you grow, you kind of have to put these rules in place. And I think that's why you see bigger gyms have these, you can't roll until this belt and then they cop flack for it. But I think it's just the nature of the business growing and, you know, like you have to in any business, yeah. the bigger you get, the less involved you can be in certain little details and you have to put these rules in place. So mm. it's essentially like automation, right? Yeah. I think my, my issue, I just get butthurt because I'm still white. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like the main thing that stopped, stopped you from leaving, but leaving I, my gym. Yeah, is Cause you're like, well, I'm allowed to roll here. If yeah, I go but, somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> but that's the most exciting part of jujitsu, right? You go. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. You're still so rolling, like, right? Man, how can you hold months? That's the best yeah. part. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If I have a blue, like, I usually have a, a friend helping on the classes, on the beginner's class. So I usually like, okay, just do a movement with them, you know, and uh, or I roll with them just in case, you know. Um, but like I said, we are a small gym, man. Like, we are really small. We have, what, 70, 70, 60 square meters of mats, yeah, you know. Yeah. We don't have more than, like, you know, 20 people on the mats at the same time mm. on all levels, and if you see beginners, even less, you know, on my case, I don't know yours, but um, so you can be there present and see, okay, this guy's ready to roll, this guy's not, you know, mm. and, he, and the same with the graduation, you know, some guys will just 
go and, and, and learn really fast, how can you ha hold them back and compare? You know, you need to have some level of, okay, attendance is important, but also progression is important. So there are things that as a small gym, you can kind of adjust. Mm. Uh, but when you get too big, it's, it's yeah. hard. You know, when you have five different structures, yeah. how do you do it? You yeah, know? that makes sense. And with, with gradings, these bigger gyms, um, there's one, I won't mention it, but there's one particularly in Sydney that um, the owner and the head coach of the gym is like never even in the country, but he refuses to relinquish any sort of control. So his instructors who actually essentially run the gym because he's never even in the country, he gives them zero autonomy to like grade the students. Only he's allowed to grade them, but he's never there. Wow. So all he's got to go off is like the data of like who's turning up to class and whatever. So you see this as well, gyms where the, the head instructor or the owner or whatever refuses to give up any sort of control, but he's never there actually to make any decisions anyway. And so then he just grades students on, on yeah, on pure numbers and- Over Zoom. Yeah, over yeah, Zoom, yeah. yeah. So great for or, that. Or online, yeah, Gracie, Gracie online. COVID helped a lot with grading. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Fab, I had a question about um, what what your experience has been with training in Brazil versus training in different gyms around Australia. I know not all gyms are created equally and all gyms have their own spin. Yeah. But this is something that I'm really curious about. I mean, we're talking off air about doing a trip with both Alliance Sydney gyms to yeah. Brazil which I'm super keen for. So Adam, let's make that happen. Just agree. <laughs> um, no, I do want to, I do want to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, the thing that would be hard, I think for both Fab and I to do that is not the logistics of like having someone teach and everything oh, is okay. that if then I'm doing all this, investing all this time and money to go to Brazil, there's no way that like, I'm not then having to spend time with my wife's family and all my family in Brazil, uh, which are not necessarily near where we would go to train. Like they're in completely different cities. Well, what we could do is half the trip could be jiu-jitsu. Yeah, the would half. and it would probably be the same for you. There's yeah. no way you're going to go to Brazil without your mum being like, you're yeah, like what, spending what time with your family. <laughs> well, I want to see my grandkids. Well, you know? The good thing is that they would stay with their grandkids. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So w w what have you found the major differences are? Are there any differences is because I mean, I hear, I don't know if this is true, but I hear that, you know, you go to Brazil and the training is like next level and depending on where you go, obviously. Um, yeah, so what, what's been your experience versus training in Brazil versus Australia? Yeah, back then, it's not that far ago, like 11 years ago, but um, we didn't have that uh, splitting levels. It was basically, you know, every day <laughs> was all levels jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You're a white belt, one stripe, it doesn't matter. You were in the class with all the all-level guys, black belts, it doesn't matter. Um I think the biggest difference, at least in Porto Alegre, where I come from, people train every single day, no rest. Mm. Here is more like, oh yeah, Friday night, not going, have out for drinks. Also, the lifestyle in Brazil of jiu-jitsu is really strong. So if you train jiu-jitsu, you most likely don't drink, you most likely don't party, you most likely just train jiu-jitsu every day. <laughs> you know? That's actually, that's, that's such a good point, Fab. I actually never had really made that connection yeah that that is a massive difference now that you say it uh yeah even the people who trained just as a hobby in brazil trained every day and wow. they follow yeah they, i kind of never really we call the church 
You yeah. follow the church. Yeah. It's like, yeah, don't drink. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> no here, party. Like, someone who trains as a hobby then once, maybe twice a week, right? But yeah, it's, in Brazil, I'm it's I'm like every I'm, day. I'm going to fit in. I'm going to fit in over there, yeah. man. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Shit, I might move. You're just going to be a regular <laughs> hobbyist over there, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah I, I know, right? Over here, I'm like fucking the, the, the hardcore guy that trains all the time. And then I'm like, yeah, you only train twice a day? What are you yeah. doing, son? <laughs> exactly. Wow. What else, Fab? What, what else do you find uh, big... Uh, differences. Mm. Gyms itself, like it's really different. The culture as well. Um, like I said, here everyone is like, oh, you know, he's my, he's my um, competitor. You know, don't train there, don't train here. Mm. There you go to the competitions. People talk. You know, you might compete with that guy every single weekend. Yeah. You know, right. and they go in the podium and they talk and they know they will face each other. You know, when it's time to fight, they'll fight. But, man, everyone is still friends and every everyone is jiu-jitsu, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a guy who I fought a couple of times in Brazil. And one time in particular, I pretty much broke his arm because he refused to tap. Was uh, it an armbar? No. Kamora. Yeah. So re-naked choke, broke his arm. It's <laughs> powerful, bro. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, he, like, gave me a lift. Home, you yeah, know. nice. And there was another, there was another <laughs> dude once, up. like uh, I've, you know, when I've spoken about fighting and winning the selectives to the US. Uh, so one of the guys who also won the trip with me was a guy who his nickname was Avatar because he's like, dude, he makes me look small. This dude is massively oh tall guy, and uh, we both won our respective divisions. And he spoke no English. So as we all, everyone who won, they were all on the same flight to the mm. US. And so, you know, I, I made sure that we both got um, like exit row seats because mm. we're both super tall. So we were sitting next to each other on the plane and we got to know each other and everything. And then we were both blue belts, right? Uh, but different weight divisions because he was so much bigger than me. Mm. But then like, uh, and then all at the, the, this was at the Pan Ams in, the, in California. You know, he didn't really understand registering for absolute or anything because he didn't speak any English. So I was helping him with everything. We became good friends. And then we actually fought in the absolute oh, division. Go. Got the W, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't tell this story. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it was uh, ref's decision. There was zero points, oh, wow. zero advantages or anything, you know. Um, so it was a very, very close match. And, and um, yeah, and then same thing on the way back. Like, you know, I got us both exit row seats and we yeah. sat together and, you know, yeah, and like good friends, you know, but Did also Did you talk competing. about the match at all? Bro, I can't even remember. Yeah, yeah I think we just like, kept like, oh man, you were so close to sweeping me yeah, there yeah, and yeah. like, oh, dude, this and that, you know, yeah. just, but like super, super friendly. Yeah, it's a really yeah. nice guy actually. I haven't yeah. thought about him in a long time, but yeah, it's a really nice dude. And um, yeah, I think that these are the main difference. Um, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu here and in Brazil. People there train every day, man. Like, that's what they do. And hard too, right? And hard. Like they train but also you have the mindset. Um, a lot of Jiu-Jitsu here, they don't focus on, you know, make a student a better citizen or, you know, improve that 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Um, I know Adam does. I do. Um, try to help, not help people because that's not the right word, but... Uh, make people improve their own lives, you know, be a better husband, a better father, a better friend, whatever. You need to be better. Um, I think that's that's jujitsu. You know, you have to implement that um, that culture in your gym um, of building good citizens. You know, yeah. and in Brazil is pretty much like that. You don't get a black belt if you are a 
shipload. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like it's like yeah. what I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like on the episode you asked me, like, uh, you know, what it takes to get a black belt, yeah. or what you know, what do people need to do for for me to give them a black belt? And it's hard to put into words, but I, you know, it's ingrained in me from Brazil and from Fabio that this, like, man, there's something more about it than just being tough good at jujitsu mm. or just being tough you know if we go all the way back to some of our like episode number two or three or something and at that time there was that uh controversy with mikey musameshi versus geo martinez yeah. and mikey saying like i can't believe this guy's a black belt which he later went on to say man uh, you know i take that back but in the heat of the moment the frustration of just the way that Geo behaved made Mikey feel like this guy doesn't deserve to be a black belt mm. just because of his attitude and yeah. his posture. And like I said, Mikey took that back once he had calmed down. But that is really sure. like ingrained in Brazil, right? You know, I know Mario and Fabio were both yeah. like, man, you can be tough, but if you're essentially a piece of shit human and, and you know, you contribute nothing to society, I'm not giving you a black belt. Mm. Yeah, that makes it's, sense. It's a big circle, you know? Comes around. It's the circle of life. That's what I call. <laughs> I sang the other day at, at, did, uh, at did the you? train. Yeah. <laughs> I said, you can't have an unbalanced life. You have to. Uh, uh, one of the students was saying they were working too much and they give up jujitsu for a while and then now they're back. I said, man, you need your hobby. You need your hobby. You need, yeah, dude, you know, it's uh, so much for your mental health as well, right? 100%. I said, it's a circle. If you have work, this much and hobby this much is not a circle anymore. So you need to balance everything so that wheel spins, yeah. you know? So you need your family balance, you need your work balance, you need your hobby, you know, and, and you make a circle. If everything is unbalanced, if you work too much or even if you have two hobbies too much, you know, right? it's yeah. not good for a professional life. Yeah. So it goes, it goes, if you have an unbalanced life, man, it's not good. Um, so I think jiu-jitsu can help with that, you know, improving, being a better person on, on every aspect, not for only society, but for yourself, you know. Yeah. If you have the jiu-jitsu mentality to improve 1% every time you go to jiu-jitsu and you want to improve 1% on every aspect of your life, even if it's intellectual, if you, you know, want to improve uh, 1% on your university or, you know, you can be better at, I don't know, um, a job, you know, and you can improve 1% a year. Awesome, you know, as long as you're improving. Yeah. And that's the same with jiu-jitsu. Why would you improve in jiu-jitsu and you wouldn't improve in other areas of your life, you know? Yeah, it can change your life, right? Last night at training, me and one of the one of the guys, we were joking about this one particular student who's just like has that inbuilt toughness. He's super hard to tap, uh, not necessarily because you can't get him in the position to tap, but he's just, you know, got that thing where he's hard to tap but he's Warrior. also just poker face the whole time super poker face and i, I was know who you're talking and about. i was like i was like <laughs> and we were joking being like man this guy's tough and he's just like shows you never know if you're close to tapping him because he's poker face and I then definitely know and then the guy about. was like yeah even when you gave him a stripe the other week or whatever he like didn't even smile just like poker face <laughs> and i was like yeah man you reckon he's gonna go on to become a serial killer and then, you know just like <laughs> just like joking and then and then you know my 
this the guy I was talking to goes, well, man, like, you know, maybe not jujitsu, you know, jujitsu could save his life. And I was like, yeah, or someone else's. Someone yeah. else's. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, you know obvious, obviously we were just making fun. This is yeah. actually, this guy is just a little bit shy, which yeah. is why he has that poker face. And which jujitsu helps with too. You know? Right, yeah, it does. I mean, we have another guy, um, you know, uh, ben, who trained at a different gym before coming over. And I knew him before he trained at this other gym. When I first met Ben, he was maybe 12 or 13 or something. He's now 15. Oh, uh, yeah, Ben. I know him. Yeah, you know Ben, right? We and um, But when I first met him, just because of the gym he was in, it was actually quite an oppressive gym and it was not like the culture that you and I have in our gyms. And he was essentially bullied inside the own gym, yeah. which we see a lot is horrible. And he was this little quiet, reserved kid, even though he was tough. And at 12 years old, he had already been training for like two or three years. And since being at my gym, man, like he's, he's grown into this fully fledged teenager man and super, yeah, man child, super come out of his shell and, has, I mean, yeah, part of that is just growing up, but it's also, and his parents tell me all the time, like he's, he's made such a transformation as a person because now all of a sudden he's in this environment where he's being almost like pushed into yeah. being himself. Lifted you know? up. Yeah. And, you yeah, know, so he, found, he found his crew, you know. Yeah. When yeah, you right. find your, your, your crew, you, you feel comfortable and you're going to feel comfortable everywhere else because you have, you have someone have your back, you know. Yeah. yeah. When you have a jiu-jitsu gym, you you feel confident. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that's something I was surprised. I was saying this to Fab off air. I was surprised to come into jiu-jitsu to see it as a community. You know, from an outside looking in, it can seem intimidating. It can seem scary or whatever. Like, oh, they're yeah. you know, guys just fighting all the time, rah rah rah. But it's not like that. It's you know, yeah, it's so, so different to you perceptions. know. Even if my my wife does like as her fitness thing does, what's it called? F45? Yeah, is it? F45, yeah. Which is perfectly fine, like super hard workouts. Right? Which is but like a gym uh, a gym that does like circuit strength Yeah, like you could, stuff. you know, for yeah. anyone who doesn't know what it is, you could just lump it in with CrossFit for yeah. lack of a better term, yeah. right? To, to have an Similar. idea. But, you know, it just, she said to me, you know, everyone there is friendly, but no one really says hi. Like, you know, mm. people just turn up, do their workout, leave, you know, jujitsu is so different. It's yeah, almost yeah. like it's your, you know, maybe like skateboarding. It's like your crew of friends that you go skateboarding with, yeah, cause you know, it's, it, or your crew of friends that you go surfing with, 100%. you know, like, and it's not and, intimate, but like you're close to them, like as yeah. close as you can get. Yeah, And you, you know may I mean? not see those people outside of yeah. jujitsu, but in jujitsu, like they're your best friends, yeah, 100%. you know, it's awesome. 100%. But if you analyze uh, values and principles, um, you see that a lot of people have a lot in common. You know, yeah, it might sure. be a lot of different people, but they all share the same values and principles. Most people that don't have the same values and principles that you have in your gym, they're probably going to leave. Yeah. Um, because they just don't belong. Yeah. Um, I actually, when I get new students in, they, I, I need to make sure whether they're a dog or a cat person. <laughs> pineapple I, I, on yeah, pizza. Yeah, yeah, pineapple a big on one. pizza, their political views. And once mm. they tick all those boxes, they yeah. can train at my gym. Yeah, that's <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I totally agree. I didn't implement that. No yeah, yeah, bro, you're doing it wrong. You know, that's <laughs> that's how Barton ended phone. up at your gym. <laughs> Is he a dog person? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better be. <laughs> uh, awesome, Bill. Very, very um, grateful for you to come on the show, Fab. Thank really you. happy to, to have you here and um, very respectful of your time. Um, but where can people find you? And if anyone is listening 
from the the Sydney area. Where where's your gym located? So we are in Alliance Northern Beaches. So as the name says, in the Northern Beaches, uh, uh, in Balgola. So there is the Balgola Stockland. So Sydney Road, um, and the number is three seven four. Nice, nice. And on social media, your social Instagram media, handle. We are Alliance NB. So Alliance NB, Northern Beaches, and the website is www.alliancenb.com.au. Awesome. I'll put links to all that in the, the show notes and if you're watching awesome. on YouTube on the in the description. But and otherwise, big things to come for Alliance Northern Beaches and uh, you know, yeah, or once Alliance. again, thanks to th- Alliance, Alliance as a whole. Australia. Yeah, yeah th- it's happening. <laughs> thanks for coming on the show, Fab. And um, you know, maybe we'll have to have you back when what you know when you when Come Mario hands you over that black belt, we can do a, an episode with you. <laughs> you know, Alliance's newest black belt, that'd be cool. Yeah, that'd but, be awesome. um, but yeah, obviously lots to come for, for Alliance Northern Beaches, a special someone coming over from Mario's gym. That's going to be massive. Yeah. Be you know, awesome. maybe we could have you and the, he or she, you know, or, <laughs> or him, her, they, they, they you know, yeah. uh, on, on the podcast too. That would be cool. Yeah, we'll definitely we tear that up. Thanks, yeah. Fab. Thank you. Catch you guys.